to the Web 2.0 Show with your hosts, Josh Owens and Chris Saylor. We're a show about the new web, the latest thoughts and technology behind internet development and content delivery. Welcome to episode 26. We have Doug and Nathan with us from News Hutch. Tell us a little bit about yourself, guys, where you're from, uh, who you've worked for in the past, that sort of thing. Uh, hi, this is Nathan Bowers. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles. I, uh, I've been a, a freelance web designer for about seven years, and uh, we just launched News Hutch, what, three weeks ago, a month ago? Uh, about a month ago. And it's been great. Um, I'm uh, Doug McKinnis I'm uh, I guess the uh, back end guy I I, um, also live in Los Angeles I've worked for a number of startups over the years Um, I come from more of a Java background but uh, I've been uh, um, brought over to the side of Ruby uh, Ruby on Rails How has that switch worked out for you? Oh man, I love it. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Java as a language has its own, you know, its own quirks and that sort of thing. But um, uh, Ruby definitely has um, uh, kind of gotten it. I, I think. I mean, I think really the way that I found when when I sat down with the, the Ruby on Rails book and I started doing development work, uh, you know, this this sort of thing they they've always tried to do the the. Um, to make sure, try to make sure the developers, uh, I forget the phrase exactly, is the least surprised when he tries to do something. So I found, like, whenever I was doing development work, I was like, oh, I wonder if it would work like this. And it always did. Not always, but a, little, <laughs> a lot of the time. So I just found the switch was was easy, and it just made a lot of sense. I was shocked, because I've always known Doug as, a, as, you know, primarily a Java programmer for, you know, 10 plus years or something. And I was working through the, the Agile book, and I... You know, we were trying to figure out what, how we wanted to build News Hutch, and I just said, "Here, take a look at this book." And within like a couple of days, he's like, "Check this out!" And we had almost a prototype of the application running. So, uh, how did you feel about Rails as far as a from a design perspective goes? I mean, did you find yourself learning a lot of new stuff as you were trying to get up to speed? Um, not really. I mean, I've I've worked. Around, I'm not a programmer, but I've worked around a variety of languages. You know, I build the templates into them, and then I'll merge programmers' changes and, and you know make sure that the the uh, the templates work correctly. So, uh, as a language, Rails doesn't get in the way of the designer at all. It's actually very easy to, to work with. So, who who does the AJAX out of you two? Oh, uh, I do, Doug. <laughs> Oh, Nathan does uh, some of it, too, as well. Yeah, I can call visual effects. That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, though. (laughs) Tell us what what News Hutch is for our listeners. It's a a web-based news aggregator and reader, um, and there's plenty of those already out there. We know we're aware (laughs) of that. Um, What we're trying to focus on is is, uh, just usability because we just weren't happy with any of the options out there. We really built it for ourselves. That's the best way to do it. I know uh, Josh has been unhappy with, like, <laughs> I started off with, uh, I forget what, I really enjoyed Rojo for a while. And I was like, Josh, you need to use Rojo. No, I don't like it. What about the Google Reader? No, I don't like that one either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very picky. 
<laughs> like he wasn't keeping up. I'm like, come on, man. He's like, I'm like talking about stuff. He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> Both Doug and I started off, you know, using desktop, you know, readers. Yeah, and then news, uh, net news wire light, and uh, but it just stopped working for me because I was, you know, using too many computers, and then I'd have to keep it synced via email or a USB key, and it's it's just clear mm-hmm. that news readers are meant to be web based. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That was definitely a problem I kept running into because I got a PC at work and a PC at home, and well, now a Mac at home. So I tried using NewsGator. Um, I just tried to switch over to that, but I, I gotta say I don't like the desktop program. I don't like their web service. It's just <laughs> new good. <laughs> but uh, I switched to your guys's, and it was like it was amazing. I mean, at, at first I was kind Thanks. of <laughs> no problem. I was miffed at first because it's like you guys don't offer a, like show me all the latest posts in the order that they've come in, and you just kind of show. You know all the feeds, and you can click on each feed and see all 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 the posts in that feed. And uh, I was like, "What the heck? This is this is weird to adjust to." But now that I've done it, it's kind of awesome because you can get all your news in one shot from each site, and you're done. You mark all as read and move on. That sounds a lot like opinionated software. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Newsuch uh, was the, the the interface was kind of born out of the fact that f- for me at least. You know, consuming RSS feeds has had become a real chore, and you know you always see the the traditional three paned uh, newsreader approach that looks pretty much like Outlook, right? And no one wants their you know their fun time after lunch with newsreaders to be like a chore, like using Outlook. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's what we were trying to get away from. So instead of showing you three panes, we just show you your feeds. So what are the challenges actually to building a feed reader? Um, well, a lot of the, uh, uh, there's quite, quite a bit of software out there, I mean, free software for doing, uh, for parsing uh, f- uh, feeds. And that was one of the reasons why we looked at uh, uh, Ruby on Rails in the first place, is some of the uh, feed the, the feed parsing software, um, like free software out there, we, we you know, used just kind of like a baseline to get something running. So it's mm-hmm. just dropping in there. Um, I mean, really... Uh, I've, I've so much enjoyed working with Ruby on Rails. It's it's almost it's not really been a chore. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um, but but I mean obviously there are have been uh, many challenges, and I think a lot of it is kind of uh, having to to work with um, multiple hats. Like I'm I'm not I'm not a site administrator by any means. You know uh, I I have you know some Linux skills and that sort of thing. So it was probably the challenging thing was going through and figuring out. Well, okay, so how do I Configure by SQL to uh, to work in this way and, and, and so forth. <laughs> At least from my end. Yeah. Have you guys found the whole utilizing AJAX in your interface to be challenging? Because I mean, you guys have a lot of AJAX integrated in there, and I think that's one of the one of the nice features of your newsreader. Well, uh, one of the um, actually probably the the main problem with using. Uh, I found that using AJAX and the web application is it, it really moves away from your traditional web application and um, Rails, you know, being you know Web 2.0 AJAXy friendly, um, uh, you know, it integrates that to some extent, but you still kind of have the same problem where 
uh, normally you have your, your, your web page and you do an action on it, then it goes to the back end and invokes a controller and so forth. Uh, then you go to a different page. Well, for when you're doing anything AJAX-related, instead of it going from page to page, you're staying on the same page, but your responses to any of these calls to the back end are now um, somehow they have to be AJAXy. Uh, in other words, they either have to contain JavaScript themselves to get evoked on the server, or uh, some sort like uh, or just like a HTML snippet that gets um, deposited into somewhere in the DOM tree, or or um, you know, I mean, there's there's a, a lot of different approaches you can take. So it becomes a little more complicated instead of these these controller uh, actions um, being uh, kind of a an action going from page to page. It's more of a uh, an action, a, a user interface action. More like if to take for instance, if you're doing like a Java swing application or some sort of application, you click on a button, you you want it some sort of event to happen. So you have to kind of think of it from that point of view. Um, but then the, on the other end, uh, update it. So so getting those those two worlds to combine has been an interesting challenge. And uh, I know in the future. You know, future projects or whenever we get a chance to, re you know, rewrite larger portions of the code, I'd like to um, set it up in such a way that it, that um, I, I can make more of a clear distinction um, mm -hmm. between the these sorts of actions. If that um, makes any sense at all. <laughs> I wish this was a video <laughs> podcast because you, you you should see this guy gesticulating. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> now, have you looked at um? At uh, David's, um, I guess his presentation online and uh, about the new, the new new REST philosophy. Yeah, the new RESTful architecture. Yeah, uh, I've I haven't seen that. No, but I've I've uh, I've I've heard of REST. But <laughs> um, <laughs> well, he's building something called Action Web Services that uh, mm -hmm. is supposed to integrate REST straight into CRUD. Um, so you'll, you'll really? be able to, yeah, you'll oh, be able okay. to, um, who was it? I think it was Scott Raymond just had a post. He had, he took his, um, Rails app from something like 90 actions and 13 control, uh, 10 controllers and converted it to 13 controllers with like 70 actions, I think. So he cut out like 20 some actions. Yeah, really? it's it's less actions and more controllers because each controller is basically composed of your CRUD operation: index, create, new, update, um, edit, and delete. So I guess that's that's the idea behind REST is you have these standard, um, you know, simpler methods. Yeah, you're kind of collapsing your your API on the uh, um, you well the, the the methods you can call on the web server. Mm -hmm. uh, to doing that kind of restful sort of uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, what I mean, actually, one problem with uh, uh, that I've found is a lot of the actions we're doing are not you know really you know they don't they aren't necessarily something that can be really uh, sort of a restful sort of thing. It's um, you know click on this button to show these things. So you're well, you are you know retrieving some sort of data. Um, mm -hmm. But but uh, but the display um, has to be done, you know, in a particular way, sort of thing. Um, or 
So it's it's been I mean that's been kind of a challenge because it's 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 really you know the 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 delineation between those types of um, actions aren't, aren't necessarily um, you know very clear. <clears throat> but yeah, that's interesting. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. So you guys you guys kind of I don't know got thrown in the fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you guys ramped up really really fast. I know you you got uh, a link off. 37 signals someone talked about how you guys had great ui design um and i'm sure you got you got other press um how do you guys handle that influx that large user base as far as scaling goes well uh in the interest of you know saving time and being efficient we didn't we you know we avoided premature optimization well (laughs) then we need to optimize right away and uh, that's that was pretty much our first challenge after after launch and after we started getting known it just became clear that uh, we had a lot of optimization to do and, and Doug can probably tell you more about that yeah because i mean a lot of the uh well, the great thing about well one of the great things about ruban rails is you get this this whole uh, uh active record concept which you know from the java world it's the same thing as hibernate similar it's it's your object relational mapping so, um, well, that's great. You know, you can map a particular object to the database. You can do, you know, all the CRUD op- operations on, on it and so forth. But, uh, um, and the problem comes in is, you know, you start, so you have these objects and they have certain relationships. So one of the problems we ran into, so a lot of this code I wrote just using the, the active record, but it's not exactly efficient. Um, so certain, especially when you're trying to deal with collections, so take, for instance, a user has a whole number of, large number of feeds. So um, uh, if, if you want to add, let's say you want to add another feed, one thing you really don't want to do, especially uh, if a user has 500 feeds, is just, you know, create the, uh, the object, the user object with his, his feed list and then add another feed on the end. Well, because you're going to be loading 500 feeds from the database, and creating those in memory just to add another one. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and so uh, one thing that I found, uh, you know, Active Record worked for a lot of uh, cases, but when we were doing kind of oddball things, especially with relationships between different objects, it, it made more sense just to do direct SQL calls. Um, <clears throat> so I could kind of optimize them on that level and then get back whatever data I needed or do certain types of inserts uh, or, or or what have you? Um, so that no, that was uh, definitely an interesting exercise. Yeah, and then you guys added a second server, didn't you? A, a database oh, yeah. server. The, the Friday that Thirty Seven Signals lo- uh, linked to us. As soon as I saw that, I got on the phone with uh, our uh, <laughs> our hosting provider and said, "Give me another dedicated box," because um, <laughs> it was it started overheating almost instantly. But uh, <laughs> as of as of today. Um, we're we're doing a lot better because uh, oh, Doug has optimized all the database queries, and we have a new dedicated box just for uh, the MySQL database. And I'd say this is one area where you know they say don't prematurely optimize; wait till you get the users. Well, make sure your database queries sure are in order before you launch. That's one case where you do want to optimize. <laughs> so, um, how are you guys handling? Uh, you guys have been applauded for having a nice, clean interface. Um, how do you plan on, on keeping that simple and avoiding, you know, um, interface creep? Well, we launched sort of, 
I wouldn't call it a beta launch. I kind of think the whole beta launch thing is a little silly. Um, we're putting a service out there. It's free. Do with it what you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, make 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 whatever assumption about about that based on cost. But um, we launched probably about with 80% of the features we wanted. There's not a whole lot more we want. We just want to really add some polish and add some options so so people can filter their feeds and, and get the feeds they're looking for right away. Um, our, probably the number one feature was just showing what's fresh and not showing everything. Like, for example, you fire up some newsreaders and they'll show you the name of every feed you're subscribed to, whether or not there's anything in there to read that's new. So we wanted to get away from that and just show you what's fresh. And then based on that philosophy, we'll add layers on top of that. So, for example, in the future, you'll be able to just see things that you've flagged um, in combination with whatever's new or whatever is within the last week or so. Um, Those are really the kind of features we're looking at adding. We're not looking into you know, beating people over the head with, like, Web 2.0 social software type stuff. Right now, News Hutch, you said, is free. How do you guys plan to kind of turn this into a company or a full-time job, or do you not plan to do that? What What's the goal? That's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> um, we always assumed that eventually we would, we would put advertising on there, but it's, um, you know, we want to make sure it's not, intrusive to keep it simple and, and, you know, make it all about the feed reader. And then if we can make some money, we can make some money. Um, really we're doing this for ourselves, for the joy of it. Um, do you have anything to add, Doug? <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, I, I actually have a, I thought of a cool feature. Um, if you could do uh, SSL, and maybe charge, you know, that could be one of the features of like a pro version because then you can keep out any kind of snooping employers as to what kind of what you're reading through your feed reader. Yeah, that's actually something we can we we considered because uh, you definitely want to. Um, uh, I mean, that's definitely would something something we'd have to develop separately uh, and put in. So it'd be some sort of it would be a good differentiator between uh, a free user and somebody who pay for a premium service or whatnot. Yeah, we've yeah. got a we've got a list of ideas for features that could be in a premium version. We're just not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just wanted to get it uh, up and running and, <laughs> and, you know, and not, no, not not dying. <laughs> and we'll hold off on adding ads until you know we really need to until you get that sort of critical mass of of, of users of needing more servers. <laughs> right. <laughs> How long did it take you guys to um, from the, from conception to implementation? Oh man, we uh, we started development at the end of February, right? Wow. Yeah, we had we had a hamburger together, and I handed him the Rails book, and we talked about it, and we decided we wanted to do it, wanted to do it, but from the time that we started actual, that Doug sat down with writing some code, it was very quick. But we we actually came up with the idea like like a year before that. We just uh, right. I was in grad school at the time, so I didn't have any time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and I had a full-time job. It's just we probably should have ditched everything and done this, but <laughs> it's there now, and uh, I'm pretty happy about oh, yeah, it. Yeah, me too. So, what uh, what kind of future plans do you guys have with it? I mean, wh- where are you going next with this? Hmm. As far as I guess, like features, stuff like that. Well, the. We're just going to keep focused on usability, keeping it small um, as far as 
you know, not make not hitting you over the head with tons of stuff. You know, like if you fire up certain, I don't know, can we say blog lines? Yes. <laughs> like you, you yeah. fire up blog lines. And, you can bleep that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what you see is, you know, you're just overwhelmed by links and text and buttons and features, and that's really what we're trying to avoid. Um, if you look at the login page, it's you know, if you've never logged into the site, what you see is just sort of you know, I did the best I could in creating a, an image that would conceptually explain to people, you know, this is what a newsreader does. Because, you know, if, if, you, if you look around, it's like you might think that the, the newsreader market is saturated, but, you know, what percentage of normal human beings who, you know, don't know about Web 2.0 or don't, don't know about RSS and all the alphabet soup that we're used to, you know, what is it, like 0.01% or something of, you know, I'm just pulling that number out of thin air, but, you know, very few people consume RSS and know about it. And we figure that we want to reach those people. Yeah. And, heck, I mean, I'm hardcore geek tech, whatever you want to call it, and <laughs> I still hate all those other readers. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, that that does bring up another, another point. I don't... It's been a minor frustration. When I click that, you know, that little... Uh, Scriptlet button or whatever that you drag up to your browser that says add to news hutch. Yeah. When I click it, it prompts me to log in, but then it just takes me straight to the feed reading interface. It, like, forgets that I was trying to add something. So I have to go back and hit the button again. Yeah, that's a known bug. That's that's in our bug list. That's a a good spot. That's that's really annoying. (laughs) But our users are letting us know what uh, (laughs) what we should do. I mean, that's actually been been a great point. This this uh, the feedback we've been getting from users and and our forums have been been wonderful. We've been getting a lot of uh, great bug reports that have been really been helping us uh, figure out, and especially figure out um, you know figure out things that are wrong, wrong with the. The, the software, but also figure out how people are using the feed reader differently. I mean, one thing that took us by surprise when we first started, we started having a lot of people have problems with the uh, OPML import, and so they were sending us their files, and, and they they had some people registered over 500 uh, feeds, and, and it took me really by surprise. I didn't expect anybody to, to have that many, uh, you know, that many feeds they read on a regular <laughs> basis. Yeah, it's like, yeah. time for work. <laughs> Actually, I used to think that might be daunting to have 500 feeds, but after using your guys' product, it's like, I don't no big deal. I have like 100 and some in mine, and I, I just like breeze through it. I don't even find myself hitting the mark everything red button anymore. It's just like I can go through each feed and just read the post. I don't, I've never been able to do that all the way with even, other services. Even, even with, uh, do, you, do you have Engadget in there? I do. I said and I'm asking if you do. I do, and I have Slashdot, and uh, I still have Dave Weiner, Robert Scoble. I have them all. <laughs> yeah, don't don't put on the dig.com feed because that's that's just a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> what did, did did someone actually do that? Uh, what what uh, did it bring the server down or what? No no <laughs> no no no. It's it's, it's just it, it's just you know they update so often. It's it's hard to to. to to keep up. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't keep up with their feed. Oh, I found a bug. Oh. <laughs> I, I just uploaded my... Uh, I'm actually playing with it right now. I uploaded my uh, my OPML, or I tried to anyway, and it has spaces in the file name, and it didn't take. Huh. Really? That's well, on the... I'm writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> 
just that was just a generic file, the file name from Newsfire. Oh, interesting. Very nice. There they all are. <laughs> so, uh, how's it worked out for you guys as far as working in a small team? I know uh, Thirty Seven Signals has been preaching a lot lately about small teams and um, keeping things simple. And obviously, that's a pretty core philosophy. Do you guys find it's easier to work that way? I find it. I don't know if it's easier. I find it's more fulfilling. For me, that's really what this is all about. It's just I don't have a manager. <laughs> um, you know, Doug and I decide to do something, and it just happens. It's like we don't have to have a meeting with a committee to talk about the color that the manual is going to be printed in to about the application. You know, it's like. We just decide to do something, and it exists the next day. And then, you know, our, our bosses are the users, and they tell us, you know, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, what we missed, uh, what we, you know, they tell us what opportunities we could follow. Um, and that's a lot more fulfilling than having a boss, I find. So if you guys were to kind of give our listeners one piece of advice for starting their own project, their own uh, web service, uh, from all your learning experience, what what would that one piece be? Well, for me, it would be uh, just do it. Just just start. That's that's gonna that's gonna be the hardest part. And uh, once you know, it's kind of like once the uh, once you get the once you get it rolling, once you get it up to speed, you know, it'll it'll have its own speed. And and you know, you just have to you know push it along every little once in a while. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for me, it's just just. Uh, that's that's really all you got to do. Get an idea, be a horrible idea, but just start <laughs> on it. You know, the very least, you know, it'll fail, and you'll le- you'll have learned something. That's kind of that's where I'm, I'm coming from. Yeah, really, all of life is just about inertia. If your inertia is that you're not moving, then that's pretty much where you're going to stay. It takes a lot of effort, but once you do get going, you know, things just start like the universe starts aligning itself in your favor, and opportunities come. Like you can't get lucky if you don't prepare first. We uh, come to that point in the show where we always ask, do you have any super secret plans that you want to reveal right here on the Web2 show? Um, hmm. Hmm. We're turning News Hutch into a dating site. (laughs) (laughs) Consummating, huh? (laughs) Wait, isn't Rojo already doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, yeah, that was. Hmm. I forgot about that one. What was that one? Kinja. Like, what, they became something else, right? Uh, they became like a statistics service or something. I, I don't know. Remember, it used to be a feed reader, I think. <laughs> um, I don't think we have any big secrets. We're just, uh, if you read our blog and then check out what people are talking about and, and how we're responding to them, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll pretty, all, all of our cards are pretty much on the table. Um, you know, sometimes we'll, like, I'll mock up a screenshot of possible future features and just stick it on the blog and say, hey, people, what do you think? And we'll get feedback. So there is no real master plan as far as, like, some some secret thing we're going to unleash. We're just going to, every day, make it a little better. We'll try to, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to cover? I just, just on a personal note, I just want to encourage everyone out there to start a project, do something, uh, be involved, you know, read blogs, see what other people are doing, um, you know, go to conferences. I, mean, I, I went to uh, Paul Graham's conference uh, a couple months ago up North Startup School, 
you know, I just serendipitously saw it because I was, you know, there. And, you know, I went to that and I met a lot of great people, got a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, if you just start taking action and start doing anything in the right direction, good things will start to happen. I sound like a hippie. It's really weird. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, and I'm like, I'm like a super raging, like, libertarian, you know, anarcho-capitalist. <laughs> no, we, uh, we totally agree with you. That's one of the things we, we always preach on the show. Just start it, you know, execution, get it out the door. doesn't matter how crappy it is. Just, you'll make it better over time. Yeah, something I learned at, at startup school, up uh, Paul Graham's thing was, something he said was really interesting was, you know, before you launch, bugs and problems and issues are, like, interesting, kind of like an academic problem to solve, like a puzzle. But after launch, problems are, you know, that's your butt on the line. So they're they're not something you're just going to dilly-dally with. And I've really found that to be true. It's like our energy level and what we're, you know, what we're doing is a lot different post-launch. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Great. Thanks for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was fun. Yeah. Remember, that's (laughs) newshutch.com. This has been a Steel Pixel production. For more information about Steel Pixel, you can check out steelpixel.com. Or for more information about the show, feel free to check out web20show.com. That's web20show.com. I'm using your guys' product as my only feed reader now, so... Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Like, we love hearing that. <laughs> as a matter of fact, this isn't really a podcast. This is actually a feature request session. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> 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 <laughs>